Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Shane, thank you very much. Good morning. This is Breakfast Business with Jonathan Healy standing in for Joe Lynham on this Friday morning. We've lots to come. We're going to talk about Ireland's vulnerability to cyber attacks and we'll have a female entrepreneur with a passion for getting more women into the workforce. But first off, I'm joined by Aidan Donnelly from Davy to have a look at some of the business news in the papers this morning. And our first story happened late, so it isn't even in the papers, but it's a whopper. Elon Musk has cleared the nest at Twitter, Aidan. He certainly has, yeah. It, it, this kind of ends months of very bad blood between the two parties with regard to the takeover. But <clears throat> his first move was to come in and basically fire all of the top leadership. Um, he, he, he's, he's accused them repeatedly of misleading him in a number of uh, on a number of fronts with regard to the deal. So he's gone in, he sacked the chief executive, the chief financial officer, and the legal affairs and policy chief. So a complete clear clearing of the top decks. Now it's still unsure <clears throat> who is going. Going to take over and, and, and whether he's actually going to install himself as chief executive on a longer term basis. He has put it, he's changed his bio to uh, chief twit for the time being and, and, and on many points <laughs> that probably is a, a, a very good. That's very appropriate really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, <clears throat> he says he wants to, he, he's buying Twitter to help humanity and not make more money and we, we, we'll see how that works. But I think there is a suggestion that there's going to be less moderation on what users put on to the platform but there's obviously going to be a a, a um this will be keenly watched because you, you don't want a, a, a basically a free-for-all and he's saying it's not going to be a free-for-all uh when, you know when, when he's finished but the the um I, I think the other big point from is going to be you know that there has been reports that he, he was looking to get rid of three quarters of the staff in the company um, you know, that's going to create an awful lot of uncertainty for people. So with what he's done at the top level, you know, I think you could see a significant, you know, uh, voluntary departure from the company, never mind the involuntary one. Yeah, I'd imagine there's a lot of people wondering, will they just get out now before the axe starts coming for them? It's an eye-watering amount of money, $44 billion. It's, it's probably one of the biggest corporate takeovers ever. Yeah, it certainly is. And look, I, I think, you know, it, it, as I said, this has been going on for ages. It was almost it almost ended up in a, in the courts because he wanted to pull out of it. You know, I, I don't think really when you go back to, to, to the starting point on this that he actually really wanted the company, but he just kind of shot his mouth off um, and then realized that, you know, in the, in, in the, the world of the SEC and, and, and quoted companies just can't do that. And, and, you know, as I said, it'll be, be interesting to see what he does with the business. Now, moving on to another story uh, that's on the Indo this morning that might upset us slightly. A boozy England World Cup win could strain drink supply. This is an interview with the CNC Chief Executive David Ford, of course, the producer of Bulmers in this country, or Magner Cider as it's sold across the water. Uh, They're worried that if England progresses, it might put supplies under pressure. Well, I think there might be a certain element of hope here um, on, on both fronts, <laughs> both the English fans and, 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 and Mr. Ford. But look, what he's saying is, you know, they, they've been struggling post-pandemic with their supply chains, but now, they now believe it's fairly robust. But if you do get a major run uh, for England all the way to, say, the World Cup final, uh, then, you know, you might find some uh, challenges. Now he's saying that they're going to be positive challenges because obviously demand will be very high and people will be out celebrating. Um, 
Well, I suppose the other thing that's interesting is that he's also made commentary around the, the reforms of the licensing laws. And he says, look, Irish society and, and, and the demographics in Ireland have changed unrecognisably over the last few years. So people are socialising in, in a very different way. So therefore, the, the, the laws have to change to, to, to come up to, up to date with them, you know. Uh, it's been a nightmare week for tech stocks, as we know. Uh, the chief executive of Amazon has a very appropriate name here in Cork this weekend of uh, Andy Jazzy, uh, given that it's the Jazz Festival. But he's not particularly jazzy uh, because no. their shares plummeted following what was a really dismal sales forecast. Yeah, the shares were down 20% after hours. Um, they, I suppose there's a few things that are going on here. The, the, the main point is, you know, in their forward guidance, they've taken down the um, the sales numbers for the fourth quarter. Um, and, and look, there's, there's, there's definitely macro uh, headwinds out there and it is taking its toll, uh, especially with, with companies that have meaningful, you know, in international exposure. And in the case of, of, of uh, Amazon, that's obviously pointing to Europe. Uh, but I think the other thing that... Um, bears in mind is the, the, the key growth area for this business over the last few years has been AWS, the web services business, and it has it has disappointed uh, this quarter and the previous quarter. Um, so you're seeing um, customers kind of trying to optimize their, their, their costs and, and, and uh, uh, looking for pricing concessions off uh, Amazon as a result. So I think it's, a, it's both those factors that are, are, are feeding through. Now, when you look at these sales themselves in the last quarter, the North American revenues were, were better, but that's because they've, they've put in two prime days in the last quarter, which is, is unusual. But the international revenue, again, it was well below consensus expectations uh, because they're seeing weaker e-commerce trending in, in, in Europe. And this is ultimately a, a trend we're seeing everywhere where you know, consumers are switching from buying products to actually buying services now, having, having spent two years in lockdown when all they could buy was products. They, they, they want to widen out their expenditure now. Mm. Uh, in, Intel had numbers out last night as well. It looks like they have to start trimming a, a little bit if they're to meet expectations. Yeah, they, they, the numbers themselves um, were probably slightly behind, but the market had kind of expected that. But, but the market, the, the stocks themselves, the stock was up six and a half percent in after hours trading, uh, basically because the the, company, the chip maker has said that's going to aggressively address costs. They're targeting three billion of cost reductions um, in in next year, um, uh, and you know it's going to be right across the board. And I think ultimately, with the business uh, slowing, particularly in the PC area, um, the market will take heart from that. Um, um, that that they're they're aggressively addressing the um, the, the cost base. We'll have to watch and see. Does that have any impact on their Irish operations? Obviously, Intel having a sizable workforce in Kildare. The ECB rate yesterday, 75 basis points. Uh, it's it's adding money to everyone's mortgage, if you have a mortgage. Uh, what has the reaction of the markets been? Uh, it, it seems to have at least shown the ECB's intent that they do want to get inflation down, although it may take time to get back to 2%. Yeah, like uh, like on the whole, the, the the governing council delivered decisions and a message that's pretty much aligned with expectations. Um, but it does mean that it, it's implying a lower path actually for policy rates. So if, the, if there's one positive there, uh, you know, people, the market had expected the interest rates in the, in Europe would go uh, significantly higher um, over over the next year. What we're seeing now really is that those expectations, are, particularly from the ECB's communications, um, are, are 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 probably going to come down a little bit. ECB are saying that you know demand is eroding fast not surprisingly we're, we're seeing a, a much slower um, economy across all, all of Europe so what they're saying now is look 
policy adjustments in terms of interest rates going higher, you know, it doesn't have to be as quick. So the, the, those policy adjustments can be slower, they can be more patient and probably uh, less than where market uh, expectations are right now. Um, and, and I think it is, it, it, it's good to see them taking that on board. But what also important is that they have kind of moved their language um, in, in, in previous times. They said, look, we want to dampen demand. Now they're saying that, look, we want policies aimed at reducing the support for demand. So it, it's a nuanced thing, but basically it means that, you know, they, they, they recognize that, that things are slowing down quite a bit in Europe. They know they have to sort out uh, inflation. But what's interesting is they're speaking about, um, you know, using future inflation as a guide rather than the current inflation. Finally, out of Switzerland, once the golden child of banking, now the buccal donna of global banking, Credit Suisse, they're looking for billions to steady the yeah. ship. Yeah, they're going to have a four, a four billion Swiss franc uh, capital raise. Some of that's going to come from new investors and, and then the rest is going to come from what's a rights issue. But I think the other thing that's important here is they're going to see a 40% reduction in the, the size of their investment bank business. Um, and they're also going to, to have a new cost target of uh, 14.5 billion um, um, um in, in 2025. The investment banking business, I think, is interesting because by, by 2025, they're saying that two-thirds of their business is going to be located in traditional areas like wealth management, the Swiss, the Swiss private bank and asset management divisions. But the investment banking business is only going to account for 20% down from, from a third today. So, you know, they, they really are taking a, a fairly big knife to this business. You know, it is a, it, mm. it demands a lot of capital, um, but they, they just see that, that there's better returns in other businesses. Okay. Some days are busier than others, Aidan Donnelly. Thank you so much for taking us through uh, a very business, busy business morning for the news. Thank you for that, Aidan Donnelly from Davy. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.